Oh, hello, it's me, Brian. You're in the call room. You just heard me complain for a solid 13 minutes. It was uh, 13 minutes of me complaining about stuff that I did to myself. Uh, you know, I am that kind of fucking guy. Like, I do things that are stupid, and then I get mad at myself for it, and then I complain about it. So... I have been complaining, and I feel bad. The people in the call room had to hear it, but, you know. So, how's it going, everybody? It's Sunday. I think we're going to have a street fight here. It's going to be a good time. Uh, We've got some room in the call queue. Give us a call at 614-655-3887. I'll sit and talk to you. I'll sit and talk to you till 10. I ain't got no problem doing that, you know? Having a good time. We'll sit here and have fun and... Thank you for the murder nurse. Everybody, please compliment me on my new glasses. Because that's, I'm wearing glass. I got new glasses too. So I got the Fred Durst look with the new glasses. I'm fucking, I'm getting hot. You know? I'm not hearing that from people. I'm getting hot, like good looking, not, not hot, like warm. I'm wearing a very thin hoodie and a sleeveless shirt. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I put off a lot of work and, uh, complained and complained and complained and complained about it. So I get up today and hey, Jake Chinatown says, you look hot like Fred Durst. Let me tell you something. Anybody that's listened to the old POD cast knows that my wife's hall pass was Fred Durst. So he's got such a fucking he's got such a small a regular dick but like so do i i think i don't know for sure you know i've I've seen very few dicks well that's a lie i've seen a ton of dick constantly but uh uh on tv and things that i share stuff like that you know so uh uh yeah my wife was really into fred durst johnny depp sugar ray guy uh, which almost doesn't even make sense that she ended up with me, you know, like, but yeah, that's, that's right. Jake. Thank you. He said, I, you don't need, she doesn't need the pass anymore. No, I'll put my hat on and make love to my wife. Uh, unfortunately, I always turn the lights off. So that's an issue. Uh, you turn the lights out and, uh, nobody sees your red hat. So that is a problem, but I, I, I had been thinking about buying this hat for two years, three years, maybe when we were touring, uh, listen, I don't even do hall passes anymore. So the fact that my wife's hall passes from 1999 is just out of a function of that's lame to do. It's not like cool, but, and if I had to say, if I said mine, which I have said in the past was, 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 uh, uh, and we, we had these pictures hanging on the wall, right? So like uh, in the bedroom where, where we lived, uh, it was really mostly a Brian bedroom. It was not, not really a uh, 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 Katie bedroom, you know? And, uh, you know, a lot of Mountain Dew bottles, a lot of cigarette butts, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Whatever mess that I made, whatever, whatever fucking... 
I wasn't even putting sheets on the bed when, when we started dating. Like that's something she made me start doing. Cause I always felt like, what's the point in sheets? You, you got the whole bed here. Uh, that's really what we need. I don't know about the sheet underneath. Now I can't even picture a life without sheets ever. I will never sleep on a bed. I, when I lay down on a fucking bed and the sheets move a little bit, it fucking makes me so uncomfortable and I hate it. It happens a lot at hotels cause I'm always thrashing around and uh, you know, you don't want your body to touch the, the mattress at a hotel bed. That's, you know, those sheets are a protective layer between you and whatever's going on with that fucking mattress. Um, but yeah, so we would hang these, these pictures on the wall uh, of people that I guess, you know, we were both sort of attracted to. And, and we had Mark McGrath up there. We had Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit, And uh, we had... Uh, we had Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit, and we had uh, Christina Ricci. Uh, it was a cover from Spin, a pink cover where she, I think, had a chainsaw in one of the things, but it was just really me being like, oh, man, you know, I'm different. I like goth girls, you know, sort of thing. My wife couldn't be further from a goth girl, but I think that's what I think, you know. Uh, I, I think that, like, the thing about it is, is like my wife, I'm nothing like, you know, Fred Durst or that other guy, Mark McGrath. I'm nothing like those guys or Johnny Depp. Like there's, there's, there's no similarities between me and those guys. Uh, I always thought it was kind of like, uh, uh, I always think it was kind of like, like, kind of like she was into rocker dudes, but I'm not a rocker dude. So I don't know exactly why it was it she I thought she was into rocker dudes. It's a spin cover. I believe it is a pink. She has a chainsaw. But yeah. Uh I I always thought, you know, she was sort of like uh uh I'm into rocker dudes and that's why I'm into you, but I don't think I ever looked I don't think I ever carried the gravitas I never carried the gravitas of a rock and roll guy. Like when I walk into a room, nobody is like, look at him. Oh, he's doing it, man. This guy, this guy fucking probably isn't a rock and roll band. Nobody has ever asked me if I'm in a band ever, you know, ever, not a single fucking time. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got this week going, I got that happening. And then I got the, uh, 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 daughter's going to school she's she's uh uh you know signing up for uh college and they're just like uh, uh rocker dude thank you jake chinatown jake chinatown says uh most people don't have a type depending on style they just like certain personalities and i think i probably maybe i have the personality of a rocker dude i think um that was Maybe I have that, maybe I have that fucking personality. It's like, this guy isn't putting up with any shit from society, you know? And it was exciting because it was really fucking funny. Uh, I remember when, when, when we started dating and she was like, her friends were like getting strippers all the time for shit. When they were like 18, they would just be like, let's get a fucking male stripper to come. And it was always like a cowboy 
or like a, a hunky police officer. Um, it, you know what I'm saying? Like how male strippers are all like this weird archetype that's not even really like uh, sexy. Like I know women are into sexy cowboys or whatever, or, or sexy firemen or sexy uh, uh, workers. But my wife was always like, I ain't into that shit really like cowboy guy, just tight jeans he comes in there he's he's swinging his dick around in a little uh uh gimmick you know and 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 as cn monoxide in the chat says yeah there's never been a sexy skinny goth boy stripper there's never been that you've never got a emo guy coming in there and just being like i'm gonna fucking you know swing my huge hog around because emo guys don't think they have big enough hogs to be a stripper but they do trust me i've been watching this chippendales tv show and uh, you can stuff your hog in there as much as you want, like like with different different socks and cod pieces and stuff like that. But you would think that like somebody there, I'm surprised. Here's what I'm surprised about, right? Like there's not an app, and there probably is. But, you know, you know, I'm I'm the most married guy in the world. Okay, uh. I, I'm an incredibly married guy, but I think an app where it's like, uh, um, where it's like strippers, like hotels tonight, right? There's that app hotels tonight. And if you need a male stripper or you could, you could any kind of sex worker and it's like an app, I'm sure that they, uh, uh, somebody has tried to come up with an app where you can just dial somebody up and be like, come on in. And then I think you would get several different kinds of men. And, and I'm not women. There's a million different kinds of women. I don't, I just don't think there's any dudes. Like there's, there's only like two kinds of dudes and there's like a million zillion kinds of women strippers from what I've seen. I haven't, I haven't looked, but from what I've seen, there's only, there's only the, really the cowboy, the cop, the firefighter, the uh, doctor sometimes, Dr. Hank, Hunk, like on, on Chippendale, sh that show, it's like Dr. Hunkenstein, where he's like a hunk, and it's like they're doing Dr. Frankenstein. That was a little novel to me, but I just am like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I've never seen it. I'll take your trash. Take out your trash kind of stripper. Yeah, some guy that maybe come, they, or they have a tool belt. Like, it's never like a layabout like me. Like you never have a guy come in there with his headphones in looking at his phone and then like, like he's looking at his phone and his Fred Durst, uh, New York Yankees hat. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, he walks in like, right. I walk in and, and kind of, uh, maybe we're playing like a, one of the real sexy Deftone songs. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I walk in, I'm looking at my phone and then all of a sudden, right when the music kicks in, when everybody's fucking going crazy, I put my phone down and that's when the, the dancing happens, right? You put your phone down, now we're dancing. And now it's like, this guy put his fucking phone down for me. And then boom, we got, a, we got ourselves, we're off to the fucking races. Everybody's getting horny at that point. So uh, that's just something that I was thinking about. And yes, uh, uh, it's just you that froze, so. Like, Monk, I'm sorry, you froze, not me. Uh, 
Yeah, Bluetooth earbuds go far. I think this is a fucking business. I don't know how many fucking businesses I got to give away on this show. And then when I fucking do it, nobody does it. And then boom, we don't have the goddamn business. We'd be rich. Everybody in this fucking room would be the richest people in the world if we just took my three ideas. And I think one of my ideas, uh, uh, this new idea, this new stripper idea is genius. I might do this one. That's I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm really, I'm really high on this idea. Like just different, varied dudes, you know, suicide dudes. What about like the suicide girls? Like what about the suicide dudes? Where it's like, hey man, we got a guy that looks like Jonathan Davis in here. If you want that white guy with dreads, uh, we got a guy. We got a guy to look like look like Trent Reznor. We got a guy to look like uh, 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 Pantera. We got a guy that look like Pantera. Uh, uh, Phil Anselmo, you know. Hey, we got a fucking guy that looks like Lil Wayne. We got a guy that looks like Lil Wayne or or Gucci Man or or uh, 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 Young Boy Never Broke Again. And that's just the ideas that I could be doing if I wasn't a podcaster and wasn't a, a strict anti-capitalist, capitalist, capitalist. So that's me. I just watched uh, Yell Stop Hiss, the uh, uh, sexy deftones. Yes, I know. I just watched Yell Stop Hiss, the, the documentary about the Hellfire Tour where it was a uh, uh, street fight, me and Brett, and... Uh, uh, you know, uh, the Trillbillies and District Sentinel. And uh, we traveled through the South, did a lot of shows. It was a lot of fun. And uh, that's going to be coming out this week on Means TV. Uh, you know, obviously very weird experience for me to be watching it. Uh, wasn't going to actually watch it because, you know, tough time in my life <laughs> over the past few months. So. <laughs> I'm still like sort of trying to shake myself out of uh, some of that stuff. And, uh, but I think people really like it. It was a lot of fun. It was a picture in time. And, you know, uh, that tour to me uh, was the beginning of some of the best times of my life. That, that, that tour was one of the best weeks of my entire life. And, and like without, you know, Brett playing that fucking thing. I mean, literally, it was me saying uh, we should do a tour with the Trillbillies and the Sams. And then him, you know, sort of putting this whole thing together logistically, him and my wife kind of worked with, worked with uh, uh, you know, the different venues and stuff like that and got the show set up. And, uh, you know, I cherish that time. And I hope people watch that doc and, and, and remember how, how fucking much fun we had and stuff. And, and I hope, you know... I don't want people to feel, uh, uh, you know, watch it. It's maybe a bittersweet thing to watch now, I guess, but it was a very fun tour and, uh, you know, it's not that I don't, I, you know, that's all I want to say. It's not the end of touring either. Something's going to happen at some point. Um, so I'm going to take some fucking phone calls now. We're going to sit and talk to people. I got I got to eat my weed and stuff like that. So it's, it's time to get somebody on the phone and, uh, let's get somebody on the phone. Da, 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 da. We got one space left in the queue too. So that's all. Um, hello. You're talking to Brian. Who am I talking to? 
Um, you're talking to Grayson from Orange County, California. Fixer Punk in the chat. Thank you for taking my call. First caller, Grayson. It's early for you. What is it, 5 o'clock there? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 5.15 here. Um, what I actually wanted to, um, first off, uh, I totally relate to all of the ranting that you were doing about just everyday things um, before the show. Um, I actually did a whole episode on my podcast of like just me ranting about how, even though I, and I, I, I said this on a couple episodes ago, um, with you was that I, I don't really have much work right now. Um, my work largely concluded. I still obviously have a little bit of work to do. Um, since I technically run my own business, um, there's all the, all that kind of stuff, but, um, like my everyday life, especially with like the holidays and all that has been feeling like a full-time job. And I've also been going for some treatments to try to help improve my autism symptoms. And I'm like, during the week, it feels like almost like a full-time job, especially that I'm kind of burned out. Um, dealing wow. with that autistic burnout. So I can relate a lot. I'm uh, I have a dry erase board with all the shows I have to finish by Sunday. And I just keep looking at it like, fuck, this is going to be a, a long week. I got to do three podcasts as soon as I get up tomorrow. But you know what? I get a month oh, off. Man. And who in this world gets a month off? Like, there's just no, I, I figure if this is my job, I should take some time off. But yeah, I've said this for years about the holidays, which I know, um, I, which I, I know it's probably like a cliche thing to say. But it's a time of year where, like, you're, you have to make something out of nothing. Like, if I could, you know, buy my kid everything she ever wanted, uh, I would just do that. I wouldn't, like, there wouldn't be stuff <laughs> that she didn't get, you know? And they're like, oh, you know, my, 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 my stepmom growing up, there was, like, this, this thing at her work where they could put money in a Christmas sort of savings account. It would come right out of the check and they would give them the money in December and, and they could do these like really big Christmases. And it was this really great thing. But like that, I think it's, I don't even think they do it anymore. Cause my wife works at the same place that my mom worked, my stepmom worked at, but she doesn't get it. But it is just like another, it's like, okay, so all the money I don't have, I have to now take that money and buy fucking toys or clothes or something nice for the wife or whatever you're getting people. I have to go buy this stuff uh, that I can't afford any other time of the year. Plus, I got to go shopping. Uh, it's not easy to, to, it's really tough to order your stuff now and, and think, because it just feels like everybody gets their stuff late and it's just so much. So I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm burning out too yeah. right now. I am. And burning the candle at both way, ends yep um and and yeah i have a whiteboard in front of me thankfully i don't have as much as you have on there but one thing that i have recently added or that i'm going to add is talking about the whole situation with um liver king and the right wing fitness influencer kind of pipeline and um i i've been thinking about this from like a leftist perspective and knowing 
if there's a way to sort of intervene in this self-help pipeline, this is one of like my biggest interests um, in the areas of, of political communication is this um, cultural advocacy to young men because he's even going on, um, Liver King went on TMZ live recently and he was saying how his, um, his whole intention in all of this was to bring awareness to issues around around men losing their masculinity, and that's why he <laughs> went and he went on steroids is to bring attention to these issues. He started bringing up statistics that pointed to the social determinants of health while supporting the ideology and the party that will do nothing about those problems, obviously. Um, and there have been like different leanings within with among leftists about about fitness um, i know you've spoken a little bit about your about your journey and your situation um there there have been also been tendencies of like sort of avoiding the issue or running and opposing directly um the idea of like aesthetic physique development and masculinity itself and saying and talking about things like fat phobia and saying that's that you need to avoid that. And if you're trying to like get shredded, that's an eating disorder. And there really hasn't been um, that much, but there, there is a little bit of people trying to uh, bring a leftist narrative into those areas. And I was, I was thinking part of my motivation in my own mind, because I actually got recently questioned by a family member, is like, why are you working out so hard? You're rarely around everybody. We're rarely around anybody. Um, and, and I'm like, okay, it's because I want to at some point be able to be half a percent of like a reverse of liver king, being able to like reverse it and say, well, look, I actually understand the underlying causes of the problems that make you feel weak in society and the systemic problems that you're facing as a young man that are, that are detrimenting your mental and physical health. Um, and this is the solution, not what all the right-wing people are. And it seems like well, the fitness community has just gone so overwhelmingly right-wing. And I'm well, not sure if there's anybody that's gone yeah. along the same lines. Well, I'll say this. Uh, uh, I follow, everybody knows I follow like a lot of right-wing shit, you know, we, we, I, just bringing it up to the, uh, uh, just even talking about like something like Anthony Cumia or something like that and Joe Rogan and that that crew are all on fucking steroids. Uh, they they have those anti-aging doctors. They're 65-year-old men and they are uh, uh, just, they want to be teenagers and, and, and you know, they, they have this idea of, of, of low T as though like your life, you just like change through, throughout your life, you know? Like your sex drive is going to go up and down and stuff like that. And it's like, uh, a lot of those people are just on fucking steroids. I have no idea like when it started. I know Anthony because I was doing Shocktober last year when he announced that he had, um, last year when he announced he had low T and he was getting on steroids and a lot of fucking people are saying, like a lot of those people are on on it. Stephen Crowder, I believe. Steroids, I believe, will bring it down. Yeah, at least steroids, steroids are bring sick, it down. So I talked about testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, I'm a I'm hey I'm a steroids testosterone. I would do it. I would do steroids if I could afford or whatever it is that people are doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I think steroids are fucking cool, but that's because I'm a wrestling guy, and I just I look at those guys all the time, and I'm like, damn, I wouldn't mind. Uh, 
I want my looking like fucking uh, Brian Cage, which look him up. <laughs> I don't even think I have that body type by yeah. <laughs> just like big ripped dudes. But yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, it, yeah, I, I think the, the TRT, I, I, I think... the TRT though is kind of what I don't like. Here's the thing. I don't think you can do TRT in uh, MMA. That might, like, it yeah. might be wrong. You know what I mean? And somebody in the chat could tell me. But I don't think you can do TRT. Like, it's a banned substance in sports and stuff like that. And uh, I would say yeah, that UFC that... is subject to um, UFC is subject to USADA, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. So it would be a banned substance. It's pretty much if it's banned in the Olympics, then it's banned in UFC. And I would say that, like, the, the, the reason I called it steroids and stuff is, like, because TRT is basically doing what we think steroids do, I guess, in a way. Th does that make sense? Like, what we think steroids do is, a little, yeah. uh, is, is make you more macho, basically, is the way that people think of it. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I see... There's a lot of fitness people on the left. I, I do know that. There's, there's people like uh, uh, Pretty Bad Lefty on Twitter. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Mark Bar America on Twitter. There's a few people that are kind of uh, um, that are leftists. That, uh, 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 what's his name? He always raids the Twitch room. Hassan. Uh, he's a fitness guy. They, like, there's a lot of fitness people, but I do think there is like, a uh, he hesitation, I guess, for Hassan Piker is the name. Yeah, there, I think there is like a hesitation yeah. to to bring it up because I mean, hey, you know what? If I haven't, I, I get it. Like, I understand both sides of the deal. I mean, there is no sort of ideal body. You know, there's different body types, and people look different, and like. You know, but I do think also like people need to be fully realized. And uh yeah, Young Chomsky is also one, the true non producer. I think people need to be I, I think, you know, obviously what you want to be is is what I want you to be. And that's yeah. that's kind of uh uh that's kind of how I feel, right? Is like I I am my 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 perfect world, my utopia, is not something where I can give you the rules and tell you what I would want the world to be. My utopia is that every single person gets to be the, the maximum version of themselves. You know what I mean? Like gets to be yeah. a fully realized version of themselves. And so that's why I and think sometimes I, of... I'm cautious about the fitness stuff because that's not something that's important to some people, you know? Yeah. But yeah, at that point you said that, that you want it, that your ideal world is where people can become a fully realized version of themselves. I think that's the part of leftism that a, a lot of especially young men are not getting because they feel like okay if i go into leftism then i have to become effeminate emasculated or all of yeah. those things i cannot truly be grace myself or who i want to be and that's grace and a guy called me feminine a guy on twitter called me feminine today because he said
<laughs> he followed me for wrestling tweets and he gets mad that I get make fun of chuds and I'm like, bro, you shouldn't have followed me then. Because like I'm I'm like 20% wrestling tweets. And I was just like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If you like my wrestling opinions, then I'm trying to monetize the goddamn thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying to switch the wrestling tweets and stuff to uh uh the monetize thing for um Twitter, but they won't approve my application or whatever. So I told him I was going to do it for uh <laughs> nudes. Wrestler nudes was one of the reasons I wanted to do it and I think they might be like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we want you to uh you know, I don't think we want to I don't think we yeah. want you to do that. My phone just fucking shit sorry yeah and i don't know if elon i don't know if elon musk wants to help you create a leftist narrative um in the wrestling space which i could which i do see as oppor as rather opportunistic here because there is pro wrestling has gotten very progressive recently or a lot of the wrestlers are are, are more progressive um and uh, and there is a definitely a feedback loop between that and bodybuilding steve austin is talked about that on the podcast a long time ago um and we could see that sort of filtering in i think there's a little bit of hope there for models i've spoken about how um i'm not on gear i'm on the full gear challenge from adam page um mm -hmm. which decidedly is against uh doing such uh such drugs um but what i what i have uh been thinking quite a bit about is uh this whole idea that that we could get to a point where where you have enough because it seems like there's definitely an overrepresentation of right wing ideology in this sort of masculinity space. Um, get to a point where th we could have more leftist exemplars as such, and basically help people out of this pipeline because the more and more of the reactionary type content uh, and th that the right obviously uplifts. Um, it, uh, in terms of saying, well, leftists are against you wanting to get in the best shape possible, leftists are against that, um, that is certainly not helping our cause with young men, it's just driving them over to the right. Uh, and that is, that's, that's kind of a big, big objective in, in my work. And I'm going to take a deeper dive into some of these issues um, on an, uh, an episode, probably going to be released this week of the Fixer Punk podcast. Um, and I, I, there's a few good articles about, about the liver king situation that I'll break down a little bit more and get into some nice. ideas I have in that space. Um, well, so, uh, tell people where to find I'll, it, Grayson. I'll, I'll it. Yep. Yeah. So easiest way is the website fixerpunk, F-I-X-E-R-P-U-N-K.com. Um, and then, uh, I'm on all major platforms as the fixer punk podcast. Um, also, Fixer Punk on TikTok and Instagram. And for my wrestling posts, uh, you can find them on my Twitter at Grayson Nation, G R E Y S O N N A T I O N. Nice. All right. Well, it's good to hear from you, Grayson. Have a good night. Well, you too. Thank you so much. Sleeve a shirt. The sleeves are off, baby. And look, Limp Biscuit on the shirt, too. This is one of my favorite shirts. The inmates. Uh, I, think I bought that for like 60 bucks. Do a pretty good deal for a shirt like this. Then I got the sleeves off. So, because it's like a Taltex.
or whatever, or whatever the, the crummy shirts are. You know what it is. But yeah, I think like, I think the, the, the left fitness thing is, is that like, I, I don't know, like you said about Hassan, right? Like he's a big dude. I don't think he's telling anybody you have to look like that. And that's the way I think of it is like, it's the people that say you have to do this. Now, the liver king is hilarious. That is a very funny thing that happened and uh, will continue to happen. Because as I said, the right is basically doing TRT and uh, uh, stuff like that because they can't get their dick up or something. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. So I'll go ahead and uh, answer the call of this person, see what they got to say. Hey, hello. Thanks for calling Street Fight. How you doing? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you say before you say something, Tommy Mommy said, you look like how a criminal would dress on Frasier. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. That is very funny. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, it's Hank in Los Angeles. That's a What's up, very Hank? funny and well-written. Uh, uh, shout out to Kami Mami for the quality <laughs> contribution. <laughs> it's silly. I do, though. I do. If I didn't have the glasses, if I didn't have the Burberry glasses on, like if I, if I take these goddamn things off, all right, now there's a fucking, hey, there's a criminal coming in. You know, watch out, Niles. You know, I ain't put the glasses back on because I can't fucking see anything without them. All right, now we're back. He's like, uh, yeah, it's the Range Rover. If you guys, well, someday I think, someday I think somebody is going to go through the Street Fight YouTube page and notice that uh, I haven't worn sleeves since it's just been me. Uh, so there's that. I have not worn sleeves. Uh, uh, I have been just Mr. No Sleeves, which is fine with me. I think I'm done with sleeves. When it's warm, no sleeves, you know? Uh, so that's me. So what's hey, up? What's up, us. Hank? How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck sleeves. It's, yeah, 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 It's man. so comfortable. Fuck. You, you fucking, yeah. It's like wearing a towel in a way or something. I don't know. But you're, but you're not a vest guy, correct? I am not a, I would never wear a vest. Well, you know, maybe I'm opening up to a vest. I looked at a, a, a tech, I looked at a tech vest one year. Uh, I was, was kind of when I was really going through the hype beast stuff. Uh, I was looking at this like Supreme tech vest. I think it was like 400 bucks. That's what stopped me from getting it. But, uh, I, I, what I'm saying is I looked at it. Um, and it's pretty nice. It's, it's, uh, uh, it, I don't know. I, I, uh, uh, haven't done it yet. I don't know what I would do with a vest. I, I, I did also look at like a puffy vest, like a Patagonia situation of some sort. And I just, I'm, I'm sort of, I just feel like, I don't know, you know, um, I don't think I'm a vest guy. Right, I don't think. I am. I love, I've You're said this a few times recently. I want as many, I, I, I want more accessories. I've said, I'm going to start wearing a necklace and maybe some rings and I wouldn't even mind a bracelet. I just want to start adding stuff. I understand the impulse. You get boring looking at this, that regular ass wrist with no shiny metal 
wrapped around it, right? What kind of life well, is that? Yeah. Let me just say this about yeah. the vest. A vest is actually can be nice if you think of it as a tool, as a something you need to like add warmth to a outfit for like being outdoors in the cold for a long time. And if you need to use your arms, like chopping wood in a vest feels pretty damn uh, good. Also great for a calendar photo shoot. Uh, but a vest for style is kind of like the realm I think that most of us would rather avoid. I, I wouldn't really be a vest guy to be uh, doing it for looks, but sometimes you need your arms oh. free and you need some extra extra warmth without, you know, or or maybe your jacket doesn't fit your arms quite well, but you do just need a little bit extra warmth. There's, you know, vests have their place. I am team vest from a function yeah. standpoint. Oh, you know, Mochi and Chad said, have a great vacation, B-Dog. And I had been saying over and over again, this is my last week. I'm, I'm going to be here Sunday, the 18th. 18th my last day. And then I'm done. Oh, no more man. call-in shows until January 22nd. I will be here next week. Huh? I said I was emotionally ready to say uh, Merry Christmas to you this week, but I guess we've got to put it off till next week. I'll be here. I'll fucking be here next week. I'll okay. be here chatting it up. I, I mean, I'm working all this week except for... Tuesday, uh, the 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 wife has a uh, uh, birthday Tuesday, so I have to do wife birthday stuff. But then Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have a lot of stuff to do, and then I'm off for a couple days, and then I can do the last call-in show. I believe I I think I scheduled myself to be out, but I just figured the 18th seems like the time to do it. But um, so. People in the chat, I got to tell you, JJ Sanders asked necklace, shark tooth, or puka shell, gold, but not even gold, probably silver or, 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 uh, I just always wanted a necklace. I think I talk about Amulet. it on, yeah, well, I always wanted a Figaro necklace when I was in school. And now that I'm like not doing sleeves and I have the hat, the, the, the red hat and stuff i think that i think a fucking a necklace or a figaro necklace and then i don't know what the uh um i don't know what the wrist thing would be i i, I don't mind my watch but i also i wanted to buy my wife a ring like a a a, a met a wedding ring of some sort of thing no, Figaro, not Cuban links, Figaro. But I would wear Cuban links too. Uh, I wanted to get my wife like a like a, a, a wedding ring because we don't have we didn't have a wedding really. Uh, we didn't trade rings or anything like that. One of the things she used to say when we were very young was, uh, "I'm not gonna marry you unless I have a ring." And then you know, obviously that didn't happen. We didn't have any fucking money. We were together for I think ten years. And uh, it ended up that we just ended up getting married for insurance reasons for me because I'm a loser and I uh, lost my job. And, <laughs> or I didn't lose my job. I was I quitting my time. job. Huh? I said, I do that all the time. Me, me and employment do not play well together. Go ahead. I was Go. quitting. I was quitting the cable company at the time. And we were like, what if, what if he, uh, 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 what if he, uh, uh, doesn't have insurance once, once it switches over to the Bureau of Workman's Comp. Cause I didn't understand how any of that worked. Nobody ever fucking talked about it. Uh, when they sent me home, they just said, fucking go home and come back when you're healed. When the doctor says you can come back, you can come back. 
and then they just paid me. So I didn't really know exactly how that whole thing worked. I, I think anybody who's ever been injured at work and had to be out for a long term would tell you like there is, it is, it is just, they don't, the, the job doesn't tell you anything. I think part of that is to be like, eh, we might not even bring you back, you know, but they don't want to talk about that. <laughs> like we'll make that decision, you know, when it's time to come yeah. back, but they have to bring you back, you know? So, um, I just went through this comp. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I went through the whole process this year with, with my, uh, with my arms. Yeah, I get it. They don't fucking tell you anything. Uh, no, it's Byzantine. The best thing they did was hire a lawyer. California restricts the lawyer payout to 15%, which is what the, you know, so that's what it's going to cost you of the total. And that's, you know, reasonable, but um, having a lawyer do all the stuff just, just to have the confidence to navigate the Byzantine process. That was easily the best decision I made. I should have, I even had a few get a hold of me and, uh, I would have had somebody, I think somebody was going to get a hold of me and, and I was like, uh, uh, Maybe I'll do this because they said I could get paid out for the rest of my life, like a, a, a sort of disability payment for the rest of my life. So uh, I started talking to some guys from work that had been through kind of some of this, some of the injury stuff at the at the cable company and a few other people I know that are like um, a few other people I know that have worked like blue collar jobs and had had situations like that. And uh, they said that the lawyer just takes. I mean, at least that's how it is in Ohio. They were like, yeah, if, if, if you get paid out, they were like, yeah, you could probably get a check for $500 a month, but the lawyer would take like $350 of it. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't like, I ain't fucking doing all this for, for $150 a month. <laughs> like I'm not, I, I would love to have $150 a month, but I'm not putting myself through like whatever the court system to be, you know, looked at like going to different you know, doctors and shit like that. I just did. I, I could not figure out how it worked. All I knew was that when you, when you were going, when I got injured, they said, we will pay you for six months was the, uh, was what they told me. And then they were like, and then in six months, if you're not healed, you'll be getting paid by the Bureau of Workman's Comp and they will pay you 60% of your salary, but with no taxes. So it, kind of works out to be your your salary and uh uh it was basically my salary it was pretty much 100 percent of my salary it was just you know supposed to be 65 percent or something and i got paid that out and i was on that for like a year and uh you know my wrist was finally to a point where the doctor was like i mean it ain't gonna get better than it is <laughs> so <laughs> they uh sent me back to work and uh I started getting messages from lawyers and shit like that. But again, it, it was like people sending me stuff in the mail and saying, you could have this much. And, and it might've even been like $180 a month. And they were like, you won't get a penny of that. And I'm like, well, then what's the fucking point? And even if I'm not going to get any of the money, I'm not going to fucking sue them. That seems dumb. But I just think as, as somebody in the chat, it's Byzantine. It did. It's, it's, it's not, it's made so you don't get that stuff. You know what I mean? It's made in such a way yeah. so that getting those benefits is impossible. Dude, that's precisely it. I mean, the, uh, the, every stage of the process is, um, it, you, 
you don't feel like you're you're engaging your society in order to make you whole while you're recovering from an injury or while you're adapting to disability because sometimes injuries are permanent. Uh, you know, it's just another opportunity for the lawyers to feed on you. It's just another opportunity for the, and I recommended still getting a lawyer here in California. I was glad I did because it was so hard. I, it just that they made that, that expense necessary. Um, but, uh, the, the doctors that I had to go through this whole doctor, uh, you know, um, network that the, uh, workman's comp process allows you to use. And they weren't, they weren't doing shit. They, they showed me like no. a, a two minutes of stretches and then they just made me go do them by myself and they didn't care if I finished anything. And it was, it was just them like checking off boxes and, you know, getting probably charging a shit ton of money for a whole, like a, a, a 20 second consultation and stuff like that. But you needed the doctor's uh-huh. approval. You needed the doctor's to have relate and the doctors have relationships with the attorneys and the whole thing is sort of just like, well, I'm just, I'm just like kind of in a, in a, uh, a side exhibit of capitalism of this zoo planet that we're stuck in. You know, just another way for my needs to be set as the secondary uh, priority to all of this behavior, um, because there's there are ways we could take care of our, our bodies and use the technology and and the human ingenuity and the human like um, uh, the love, the way we like to help people, our altruism to help our uh, to heal from from injury. But we would rather have rich people make more money off of injured people. And that's been my well, experience. but I've still been grateful for it because I'd be fucked if I didn't have the payout that I got, even though it's dwindling quickly and I, I desperately need to make shit work in the next year. <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah. I can barely, I mean, it, yeah. for me, it was like, I knew in the end, like what I knew, what the plan was the entire time was okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to fucking use this money. Use as long as I can. They sent me to, one of the most fucking evil doctors I've ever been to, to the point it wasn't, he wasn't like trying to do anything like, uh, uh, he wasn't trying to like, I I don't know. I got the vibe that he just brings you in, looks at like he spends two minutes with you and then kicks you out and then decides if you can, if they'll continue your, your benefits. And that was like one of the scariest days because it it was like, I've been out of work for a year. I don't, I don't almost a year. I think I was out for a total of like 18 months. And he, the, the fucking guy is like, you know, come in, talks to me for two minutes and sends me out. So I fucking melted down. They don't give you any, they didn't give me any answers. Right. He looked at me, looked at my wrist, said, how's it feel? I said, it fucking hurts. And then he said, all right, uh, you know, see ya. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I truly had no idea what the guy was going to fucking, what the doctor was going to say. He didn't say like, if I was going to get to keep my benefits, he didn't say if I wasn't going to be able to like none of that, no information. He just left me and said, you'll get a letter in six weeks. So I fucking panicked and I'm spending all fucking day, like just fucking like, what if they take it away? What am I going to do? You know? Oh my God. What if they take the money away and I don't have any money anymore? And, and, um, so what happened was I, um, I, I sent a letter to my representative in the house of representatives, I believe in Columbus and told them my experience. And then like five days, I think maybe after I sent that email, I got a letter. 
It was the same fucking day. I got a letter from my representative, my state representative, or whatever it was, whoever I said, I cannot fucking remember who it was. I got a letter from them, and then I got a fucking, the same day, the letter in the mail saying I was approved to keep getting my benefits. So I think it was just literally like, they were like, you got to let this guy through. He's a huge pain in the ass. And uh, that, that, that actually worked for me. But I, I just felt like, you know, not everybody's going to like write a letter to a congressman in order to get their, get what they want. And honestly, you know, I, now I know that they probably do read pretty much all the emails, but they probably pretty much call everybody a crank or, or they know when there's a letter writing campaign, but I knew somebody read that letter and somebody contacted the Bureau of workers comp and, and got me, got me to keep my stuff for another six months. And, and then I was sort of, uh, I, I was sort of, uh, healed by that, by the time that was over, I went back to work. But the plan for me when I went back to work was I'm going to get fired and then collect unemployment for however long you collect unemployment. And then we'll reassess and figure out what the thing's going to be. The fucking bummer was I couldn't get fired. Like they just wouldn't fucking fire me. I tried everything because it's this like stupid, like delicate tightrope of you can't get fired for some reasons. You can only get fired. You know what I mean? To keep your thing and you can't yeah. quit. They won't give you unemployment. So I, I was just having all these meltdowns uh, in December of that year like real bad ones. Like, like I was, I was basically at that time where I was before the ketamine treatments, uh, this year. And, and, you know, this has been one of the toughest years of my life. And, uh, so I was like, uh, I got to quit. And then my wife was like, I'll tell you what, just take all your vacation days and then fucking go back and quit. So I took 18 vacation days that I had I came in the day I was supposed to be back in my regular clothes with all my equipment and said, I'm fucking out of here. And they were like, you want to do an exit interview? And I was like, I don't care. And I, I kind of told them uh, that the manager was an asshole and uh, I didn't like him and I got treated like shit and it didn't change anything in the company. Nothing good happened. You know what I mean? In the end, but I quit the job and then I, once I got on the other side of this situation, once I, once I, uh, once I was uh, out, it just started, started to feel like, like, well, I don't know. There's money out there. You figure out how to get your hands on some of it. So I went to college uh, and used financial aid, like hustled financial aid for four years or five years. And then, boom, this started working out. So, like, I always tell people if, if they're worried about money and, like, a job, it, it, the smartest thing you can do is fucking... I mean, if you don't, I had a kid and a wife and we were really broke and it was really tough for those early times. But like, I, I just, I took the, I was just like, I gotta do, this isn't working. And it keeps getting worse and worse and worse for my mental health. So that's what I always tell people. It's like, I don't know if you can quit and and still have a place to live and buy yourself three or four months to figure out how to bring money in you will figure out how to bring money in because i did 
a couple times over that time. So it's just about like sitting around and trying to think like, what is the minimum amount or sort of what's the minimum amount of work I can do for the maximum amount of money, I think. And uh, how much do I need? Uh, how much can I live on and, and stuff like that? So I don't know. I, I've never, uh, uh, I hope you figure something out, Hank. I think I think you will. You're a pretty resourceful, dude, and you have like that carpentry experience. Uh, well, and I'm a business genius, like you. You know, yeah, you, but you could strip. I could. You could strip. I would, I, I, do you think there are would be stripper customers that would be a t turned on by a guy who gets out of breath really quickly? I'd I mean, be there's always going to be but somebody for anybody. Yeah, you gotta maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk to Grayson about maybe getting in better cardiovascular health, but uh, yeah, I think you could yeah, do it, that, Hank. I think there's a, I there's a stripper for every woman out there. There's a type for every woman. A man yeah. is a stripper type for every. I am like a, a stripper type for somebody that likes Limp Biscuit. So, right, yeah. I, and I, I said in the chat, like I, I'm the guy. I'm the. I have the body type of the before photo. That's that's ah. Um. Yeah, that's 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 there's I, a lot of women who are women settle. Women have been taught to have terrible and low standards. They, so uh, guys they, like me hey. can get laid, although it's been, but, it's been many years, it's been decades. But like I don't I don't know what kind of padding you have money wise, you know. But like yeah, if you can if you can figure out a way to somebody in the chat, uh, where's it at? Where's it at? Uh, on here said, that's why I work 18 hours a week and it's 18 hours and it's, it, it but it, that's less than 40. And if you can live on whatever that is, because the other thing about people is like, everybody has like, a, to me, it feels like everybody has a different level of comfort that they need. Now, mine is incredibly high. Uh, you know, since, I don't know, I think, I think for the past like five years, mine, mine has gotten really high, but like, I think that like, I know there are people that can live without, with less than me. I know there are people that don't have air conditioning, uh, that don't use any of that stuff. I was at the in-laws yesterday and I mean, they ain't even using the fucking heat. They're making their own cough syrup. So, you know, but they're, ha they're fine with yeah. that, you know? That's crazy, though. Did you see that, Hank? Right. I did see the yeah. I did see it on Twitter. That, that that's uh, it's an it's quite a gift to uh, just offer somebody a uh, a potion. I, you know, that's she didn't fucking else. tell us what's in it. She didn't fucking tell us what's in it. They're preppers. Yeah, it's a prepper thing, right? Which means poisoning yourself out in the woods after like a year or two after the you know you get scared out of your your suburb. I hadn't been um, to their house yeah. and I hadn't been to their house in like maybe eight months and, and I got over there and the room we usually sit in to watch TV was like more than half full with like canned stuff. And she handed us like a, a, a bunch of note cards saying like, if you have this sickness, do use honey. If you have this sickness, use this herb. And it's like, I got lady, I get my medicine from the store. Like I, I, I think the store has all the best medicine, in my opinion. You don't, you don't follow the Witcher 3 for your medicine? 
I don't know where, uh, but somebody did con, uh, uh, garbage ape was telling me that his sister gave him homemade cough syrup last year. I think it's a, a thing for like the prepper community or like, cause my, my in-laws think it's over that, that, you know, it's, it's all over. They want us to move out of downtown cause they think the city's falling apart. And I'm like, guys, it's safer here. You stay there. I mean, it's safe where they are too. That's the thing that drives me fucking crazy. They live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And they're like, oh, you know, society's going to crumble. It's like, dude, who cares? You're not even in society. You're all the way outside of society. Oh, God. Unelectable right. Airways says, huh? I thought you lefties hated Big Pharma. I do hate Big Pharma. I don't want to take medicine, okay? Or I don't want to take homemade medicine. She drew a fucking skull and crossbones on it. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, right. I do hate farm. I mean, I, and I, I, I don't, they're not vaccinated. Why, like, you know what I mean? Sure. You, you, your assessment of how they, how they assess information and how they make decisions is a way that you can trust whether they, maybe they didn't do the research required to make homemade cough syrup. Like my brother is a, a scientist. And if he made homemade cough syrup, I know how his brain works. I know he's a brilliant person and I know he knows how to sterilize glass. So I would probably trust his homemade cough syrup. Although I'd still think it'd be a little weird. Like, all right, well, this is, but it's yeah, it's, weird, um, when you, you know how someone sort of how they gather up information to make decisions, you know, what news they watch more or less, you know, how, what, what kind of logical centers they have to operate with you. That's how you sort of assess what this stuff is. And they have just no idea that their fear is just being monetized. Their, their fear is being intentionally implanted by the media they watch and then being monetized on top of that because that's the whole point of this fucking sick society. Yeah. I mean, I have gotten stuff too that's homemade that people have sent us in the mail. The, I love the home, street fight. Yeah, homemade shit's people. cool though. I, I'm a, I'm a I like homemade Go stuff. Ahead, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even against making your own shit. I just think that like, I just think like, if, if if you're watching the angry prepper, if your information is coming from the angry prepper, which I I keep forgetting, I I want to do a show where we where we where we play some audio from the angry prepper because because that's their like big thing, and uh, you know they just spend all day watching YouTube and you know they didn't get the vaccine, which I thought, you know. Uh, that's the other thing. That's such a stupid decision to make. Why would I trust you with medical information? You know, like, like, like teaching me what to do medically when you, you won't even take a fucking vaccine. You won't, I don't know. It's crazy. It is is crazy over at that house. I hadn't been there in so long and, and like we're sitting there and these motherfuckers uh, are playing Christmas music on YouTube all they watch is YouTube, Hank. That's it. They watch YouTube all fucking day. Nothing else. And uh, I go, hey, uh, uh, you should get YouTube premium because uh, it'll make your experience a million times better, right? Like, if, if all you watch is YouTube, then you can pay the $16 a month to have the one thing i'm not telling them to be like me and get every single streaming service that exists i'm saying get one and that's youtube premium 
And so they're trying to play Christmas music. And fucking all of a sudden, in the middle of it, a mid-roll ad plays. And it's fucking nine minutes long. You have to hit skip ad. And we're just sitting there watching an ad for like five minutes before they figure it out. And then uh, um, I, I am like, just like, I'm like, okay, what? And then all of a sudden it rolls into a Buddy Brown song, which is, you know, uh, uh, the jingle bet. It's like uh, Democrats don't deserve Christmas. And I'm just sitting there and me and my daughter watch it. They don't even know it's going, but they're playing it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it, it, it was just great. It was so fucking funny. They were also using YouTube for music means that like they can't get copyright striked. So we're listening to like last Christmas, but a karaoke version of it, not like the, 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 the fake version that they have because they can't get the right. So it was it is fucking nuts. But uh, yeah. I, I just got premium I, I think for Shocktober stuff, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You, 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 you do content shit for a living. You can justify it for whatever. Um, their, their whole, uh, like, I think this is true for all, not just, uh, you know, uh, Trump supporters, but as you get older and you start to experience other people's homes when you visit them, the like older you are, the more you're just like, man, I can't believe people fucking live like that, you know, because everybody has such disparate sort of lifestyles. I mean, there's plenty of crossover and, you know, similarities because we're all kind of influenced by the culture the way it is. But you learn how someone else lives. It's just like, Jesus, don't they ever wipe up their, or, oh, God, can you, why, why do they have all those weird beer cans on the wall or something? Not that that's a bad thing to do, but yeah, man. I've, or w when someone hasn't updated their decorations since the, since the late 80s or worse, the late 70s. TV too high. That's my new thing now because somebody pointed it out on yeah. fucking Twitter yesterday that Reddit has a, there's a subreddit called TV too high. So I started fucking looking at it and it is so funny. People's TVs are too high. Uh, put it on a table, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the TV uh, above the fireplace is the worst. The TV up above the, like that's, that's, that's too high for standing and watching TV, let alone sitting way back on a couch. Way up, way up so TVs, no, no, no bueno. Old people putting their TV up to touch the ceiling because I think they see that people hanging on their wall and they're like, "Why would you put it in the middle of the wall?" I, I'm my TV sits on a fucking thing. I've never mounted a TV. I'm afraid to because I know it falls if I do it. I'm just not. I I mean I know yeah. how to do stuff. I just don't want to do it. So, uh, I, I love it though. I, I love TV too high. Everybody, if you've never seen TV too high, just go scroll through it. People's setups are fucked. Everybody's fucking setup yeah. is such a mess. I keep telling, like, like, goodness gracious. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, people can see the picture of my in-laws TV setup and it is just wires everywhere. Uh, there's a goddamn extension cord sticking out above the TV. <laughs> it's just right. It's too much. Psychic gasoline or whatever. I got to say this to psychic gasoline because because he's he's doing this as a joke, but uh, this is something that people know about me. Uh, I want the first row at the movie theater at home. Every but people will not go to the movies with me anymore because I sit in the front row. Uh, my wife. You do on purpose? I, oh, God, I love it. My wife and I have like a deal 
where like we sit in a third row. But uh, I'm I'm fucking I'm front row all the way. That's the best place to sit. Front row in the middle. Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I thought I remember it's seeing sweet. some Die Hard movie. It was like the biggest screen, and I was in the front row on the far left corner, and it was just the it was brutal. I couldn't see anything at all. But I yeah I, I mean the the immersion thing uh, makes sense. Um, I'm an immersion I guy. Eh? In the front row, if I can have choice. What? You fucking go see a movie like fucking with a bunch of shit, like with a bunch of like cars and guns and noise and you're in the front row. It's fucking, it's great. You don't, you can have this fucking being far away at home. You can put your TV too high. I don't get it. I don't know you back row people. You just, you just want to be on the outside. It's, it's a real ironic distance sort of situation, you know? Uh, you want to be able to be it. in the back so you can see everybody's fucking heads and goof on them or something. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to, I'm, I go to the movies. I'm there for a movie experience. Front row is the only place to be. I hear you. Now everybody's man, making fun of me in the chat. In front of everybody else. Although not really, depending yeah. on the stadium. Well, yeah, but I'm, um, I also wear, I wear a hoodie to the movies most of the time and I put the hood up and I wear my hat and I slink down in a chair. Like I'm almost like laying down. So it's it's pretty wild. So uh, you get, it's a sensory overload. You got you like to just bask in the light and the sound and being right up in it all. I get it. That's cool. I don't. I'm not not judging. I don't do that. I would, did I, Avatar I happen? Chin, but I I hear you. Is Avatar out? Somebody just said we didn't talk about Avatar. I didn't know it was out. I'm gonna go see it. I I don't know if it's out. It might be. I can't tell my wife about it anymore. The whole world is happy turvy. There's no new there's my no wife new movie so releases nervous. anymore. Like when we were. When we were young lads. Oh, Thursday. My wife won't go to movies like that with me because she knows I'm like I'm going as a goof. She won't go to the movies I go see as a goof where it's like, hey, you know, let's go see. Well, she went to Bullet Train with me, which is not a good movie, but we enjoyed it. But like if I go see a funny, bad movie, she's like, don't. I'm not going to that. So she probably won't go to Avatar. I have to go by myself. But Hank, I got three calls left in the queue. And I love talking to you, but I got to answer the phone for them too. You have a good, good buddy. Night, we'll buddy. talk about bridge. I want to talk about some business ideas for 2020. You and me are going to have a big year. <laughs> okay, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Right. I'm ready for some biz. All right. All right. Goodbye, good Hank. Oh, I dropped the call. All right. There is room in the queue. There was three calls, including Hank. So if you want to call, you will get through. Uh, or if you don't want to call, I'll quit early. I don't know. It's quitting time. I got a lot to do tomorrow. I'm recording three podcasts tomorrow. So, hello. Thank you for calling Street Fight. It's me. I think I know who this is. Is this Bear? Oh, fuck yeah, it's Bear. All right. I get you. I, I, I know your phone number. I know I, it tells me everything I need to know. How's it going, Bear? How's, how's the uh, working at a car dealership life going? Oh, it's great. Everyone joined together on Saturday and complaining about um, disabled people. It was, it was a wondrous experience. It really filled my heart with joy. <laughs> like, like, in the, in, like the workers like just in their conversation where, where you're having goof time and they did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were just sitting around having downtime, and they all just decided to like make fun of a disabled guy who was on the internet. I don't even remember who it was. It was on like 
TikTok dude or something. But yeah, they just, just all made fun of him for being disabled. It was a great time. I, I hated it. Yeah. I mean, that's something you got to put up with when you're working in those kind of, I mean, I, I don't, I think I told you guys this last week about, or recently, I know I, I had to have told you about my boss telling me racist jokes. Like when I worked at the cable company, I had, I had a guy that worked in a warehouse that would pull me aside. He worked in a warehouse, the only white guy in the warehouse. Everybody else in the warehouse black. This motherfucker pulled me aside and tell me racist jokes all the time. And I just remember being like, man, and he was the boss of the warehouse, right? So he's the boss of all, a bunch of black people. And he doesn't, uh, what's the word? He, he doesn't hire. So he is like the boss of people that he, he, he doesn't choose, you know, they get hired in the warehouse yeah. and he, he's the manager. And he used to pull me aside all the time and tell me racist jokes. That's like one of the reasons why I kind of don't talk that that's like one of the reasons why, like I, I kind of became who I am in regards to like the anti-racist stuff and stuff like that was just that like these people go to work every day for a guy that doesn't have any respect for him at all. You know what I mean? It, it really See, made me mad. Well, what's really weird to me is like, I don't know what it is about kitchens, but there's a lot of homophobia in kitchens. Like just a oh, lot yeah. of homophobia. Well, like, that, and that's just no, guys touching ahead. each other's hogs and stuff like that. Right. Is that what you're saying bear? Like in a kitchen, it's all guys like touch, like, you know, pretending to be gay or whatever. Well, it's that, and it's also just constant, like, jokes about gay guys and saying that stuff is gay, like, using it like an insult and shit. That's like, insane. that just happens all the time. That's crazy but, to like, say now. But, like, outside of the homophobia, kitchens are generally kind of progressive, you know? Like, I've never heard a lot of, like, racism or ableism or anything, but now working at this job... I've heard not a single homophobic comment come out of anyone's mouth, but just everything else is ramped up to 10. It's like, well, I, I guess say, my personal uh, oppression is getting ignored, but uh, damn, feel bad for the rest of these fuckers. Yeah. I would say like at, at like a place like at like a place like that, it is. I mean, I think that like, it's because the people at the job, right. Are hearing all the time that it's not okay to make fun of gay people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just like, cause they're whatever they consume is either a person saying it's not okay to make fun of gay people or that it's not okay to, uh, uh, or that, you know, political correctness means you can't do that. So I don't want to get in trouble. Right. But ableism is a thing that like, I don't, I don't even think a lot of, uh, I don't even think, a lot of people outside of like the kind of discourse we have even know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, my yeah. daughter said there's kids in my daughter said there's kids in her school that use the R word and you know, the zoomers that are going to save us, you know? Yeah, there are, there's a, just so much of it, dude. I hear that word so often that it's like lost all meaning to me. Like, it doesn't even feel like a sore at this point. It's just three syllables that gets voiced by, by people who work on cars, you know? It's, it's fucking wild. 
yeah because because i really do you know for for people like that it it for people who are still saying that they would need to meet somebody that has some kind of disability for them to care enough to not say it. Cause if you're still saying it now, and again, you don't, you really don't see, you really don't see a lot of people saying not to be ableist. In my opinion, like I see it, but if you're watching like mainstream TV or anything like that, that's not like, it's weird, but that's like not the lesson that they teach uh on tv yeah you know there's like a lot of shit like that where like i kind of forget that not everyone knows shit like that like uh like the uh the other day i was reading some shit and i was like oh this is fucking awful and i was reading about the uh power grid attacks in north carolina right and the Mm -hmm. dude was like the dude that i was talking to about it he's like i don't know what the hell you're talking about and i forgot that's not like news to these people because of course it's not you know it's not, yeah, things like don't get to people. They're not fucking concerned with whether or not there's power for, like, a drag show. They don't give a shit. That's not news to them. Well, and also, like, I, uh, that's something I've said that conservatives, I feel like, overplay their hand when it comes to the, the, the drag show thing. It, is that, like, I don't think people care that much in, in everyday life about, like, these drag brunches, right? Or whatever they're doing because nobody's being forced to go to drag brunch so regular people i mean it's not even something that people are even fucking thinking about and and it's not something that you just fucking stumble into you know like i'm not walking around downtown and i slip into the library and i'm watching trans story time you know that doesn't fucking happen it's just the kind of people who are there know what they're doing they know what they're bringing their kids to you know it's just so fucking stupid to be like it they're they're actually preying on every it's it's it makes no goddamn sense it doesn't and and again you're the thing that i have the thing i've felt about the whole fucking time is like look i didn't want to take my kid to church you know what i mean and i just didn't do that i it wasn't i didn't say you got to close church from now on you know i didn't i didn't say just because i don't want my kid to go to church i think you got to close all the churches that would be fucking great and like i i think that that is like they don't care though they they are being whipped into a frenzy by some of the dumbest motherfuckers in the world so it's just one of those things and it is so weird not for me yeah 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 we can't do our stuff yeah, we're not allowed to use our do our stuff. Uh, yeah, I I mean it's it's really weird. I you know, and that shit you're, that's happened with you at work has been something that has has plagued me like sort of my whole my whole life. You know, well, not my whole life. In the past, like 10, 15 years, is that thing of like, okay, so like, at what point do I have to? At what point do I say something about it? What what? how do i make a determination on whether or not this is this is people being hateful or people being ignorant or or people just goofing which obviously even if they're just goofing you you kind of don't that's not something you know that i would goof about you just goof about that you know 
Yeah. So what it always comes to me, what it, what it ends up becoming for me personally is, uh, uh, saying I wouldn't say this. I've always been a big proponent of, uh, uh, if you're, if you're goofing with somebody and they say something or something like that, just like, well, that's not, that's not something I'd say. I mean, I'm not, cause it, then it turns into a free speech thing where they start screaming at you about free speech. So like for oh, me, yeah. it's always very much about like, it's very much about me, like kind of emphasizing my commitment to free, free speech, but also to say like, I don't know, that's not something I would joke about, or that's not something, uh, uh, I don't know. That's kind of hacky, you know, goofing on them for doing a bad joke or whatever, but I don't even think that's the right way to do things. I, I never know. Like, I never know you know, how to handle that kind of stuff. I'm going to be honest. I'm not afraid of confrontation, but I never know how to handle that either. Cause it's like, I'm not doing anything productive, you know, like I'm not afraid of getting yelled at, but I am like afraid that I'm wasting my time and that I should have done it a different way that would have been more effective. You know, the confrontation yeah. doesn't scare me. The lack of effectiveness does. But I mean, if yeah. you want to talk about that, like, free speech thing. I got a fucking another bad shit insane story for you for my work. Fucking yeah. I had to pull in this truck to work on it. Right. And on his like front license plate holder, because I, I don't know how it is in Ohio, but here in Georgia, we don't actually need front license plates. So people just put like stupid shit on the front of it, you know? Yeah, they do that here. So, oh like, no, they don't. Not anymore. Yeah. But they did for a period of time. Yeah. So the dude had this plate that was just a Confederate flag with deer standing in front of it, right? And so I pulled yeah. it in, and when I saw it while I was like putting it on the fucking lift, I said, oh, hell yeah, these deer are racist. Is just word for <laughs> word what I said, right? Which yeah. should objectively be seen as just some stupid shit, right? Just joking no around, having person a good time. Should hear that. Yeah, no same person should hear that and get mad. But this fucking dude, one of the, like, actual full texts that, like, rebuilds the engines and shit, he's like, well, why do you say those deer are racist? Just because of the flag? The flag ain't racist. And I was like, I'm not fucking arguing with a grown man in the year 2022 about whether the Confederate flag is racist. And he was like, it's about my heritage. I fly it all the time. And then I was like, dude, I don't fucking care if you fly it or not. That flag is racist. If I see you flying that flag, I'm going to think that you're racist. It's kind of like how That's, you may not be racist, but you may say the N-word, and I'm still going to think you're racist for saying the N-word, you know? That's still a racist thing to do, even if you don't, like, you hate know, those people specifically. Yeah, that might be the, the... I mean, you're basically doing, you know, sort of my, my kind of, well, I don't... You know, because that's really, like... you. We can't... Honestly, yes, we can yell at people every time. And I, far be it from me to tell people that are fine with confrontation that they can yell at people when they're racist around them. I, I fucking wish I could. And, um, yeah. but like, there's, there's, I'm always like, well, if we can, if I can get this person to understand, uh, why this is not cool and, you know, again, you told them like I if it, you didn't tell them you're racist or whatever. You said if I see that flag and you're flying it, I'm going to think you're racist, which is something that like 
they can't deny your experience. You know what I mean? They'll try or whatever, but it's like, you can't deny what my opinion's going to be. My opinion's going to be that you're racist. Um, you can fly it. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you not to fly it. I'm telling you that when I see it, I, I'm going to think you're racist. And like, that is a really, I mean, and you know, obviously also they're playing ignorant and, and they fucking know, you know what I mean? Like they know that you're going to think they're racist. What really pissed me off about that whole thing is that after that interaction happened, he fucking like went to the boss and complained that I said that, right? He was like, no. he's over here hating on my speech and my expression of my heritage and shit. And I'm like, you can't tell me I can't make fun of the Confederate flag. You can't do that shit. Like, you can't. Well, that you is, can't I, I mean, like, that's the thing. I conservative free speech guy and say, I can't make fun of that. Well, that's the thing about free speech to those people, right? Like, to a lot of these people, the thing about free speech is going to be, uh, I want to be able to say it, and I don't want you to be able to make fun of me or tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Basically what they're shooting for a lot of times. I want to be able, I want to say this thing, and then if you tell me I'm wrong or tell me to shut up, then that is against my free speech. And it's generally whatever they're saying is like the most hateful shit you've ever heard anybody say dude my my favorite response now when people talk about free speech you know if somebody tries to say well i have a right to the freedom of speech in an argument my boyfriend got me started on this he used to always say freedom of speech protects you from the government not from the oven so i'm like hey like freedom of speech protects you from the government not from the bear like that doesn't that doesn't apply to this (laughs) fucking conversation that's why I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for free speech. You can, you can say whatever the fuck you want, and I can say whatever I want in response. And that's, that's, I mean, that's really what it is. You know, we, we make fun of the, like, sort of free speech people online, your, your Dave Chappelle's and, you know, guys like that, that, that just want to say, like, the nastiest stuff in the world. We make fun of them, but I am, like, a pretty absolutist when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but I'm also, yeah. I, I, I'm also just like, you know, it, the, the, the fact that we have it, the fact that we're allowed to do this, that, that you're allowed to have free speech, you, you're allowed to say whatever you want, like means that everybody else is allowed to, too. So me saying yeah. something to you is not taking it away from you. You fucking said it. You're not in any trouble, but they they say something racist, they perceive that they're going to be in trouble for it. So they have to get out ahead of it. It's fucking, it's so childish, right? It's just denying all responsibility. It's this idea that freedom of speech means that there are no consequences for the stupid shit that I say, you know? Like, yeah. it just, it, that's insane logic. Like, you, the, the, the thing that I really want them to realize is like, you have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. But there are consequences for those things. And you guys, like, endorse that shit, you know? Like, you endorse it when a cop kills somebody and you say, well, that's a consequence of their action. But when I say you're racist for saying racist stuff as a consequence of your action, now I'm, like, a problem. Now I'm, like, overstepping common decency. You're the government. (laughs) Bear the government. Just comes in and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know... When you're at work, you're going to work with all different sorts of people. So, you know, I, 
you know this stuff is going to happen. Uh, you, you know, oh. if you're lucky, if you're lucky, it's not like your boss or somebody that's beyond reproach in, in a way, like you don't want to, you know, lose your job. But, you know, I, fro I freeze up all the time when it comes to that stuff. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm so scared to say something and, uh, that shouldn't be me. And I, it's, you know, obviously like you say, it is a function of, of sort of, uh, my privilege that I cannot say something. It doesn't a straight white guy, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. that's the other thing. They, they say that straight white men are under attack and like, I never perceived that as being the case. I perceived other people are talking, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm under attack from anybody you know what i mean i I, yeah. I i run around in the spaces that they say are are under attack but i i've always felt like it doesn't fucking hurt my feelings if you tell me i have white privilege like that doesn't make me sad and it's not supposed to make you sad it's supposed to be something that you look at and try to alleviate you know i feel like we might should start asking them to like put like an actual name to these people you know they're like well, you know, the, the straight whites are under attack. And it's like, by who? You know, say who you're under attack by, you know? That's you know, back I, for some of them that are able to yeah. think a little bit. I think it might back them into a corner of like, oh shit, maybe I'm just a Nazi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I don't think anybody wants to be a Nazi, really. I mean, you know, obviously there's like a, some people that want to. Uh, but oh yeah, there I, are people I, who want to be Nazis. Yeah, but not a ton is what I'm saying. Most most conservatives, and I would even say most Trump voters, I, I don't I don't think most of them want would like to be considered a Nazi. You know, uh, I, I will I, say this: nobody outright starts out just wanting to be a Nazi. You know, yeah, yeah. There's like a yeah. long, long, long ass period of like slow burning before you become a Nazi. Yeah, but most people, if you say I think you're being a Nazi, they would be like, "Oh no, I don't want to be one of those." You know? Yeah, they're like, "I'm not a Nazi, never." Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, uh, like I said, I, I just don't, I, I just don't know if I, I, it just doesn't. None of this shit, none of the, the, the left stuff hurts my feelings. It doesn't. It's not a big deal to me. Not everything's fucking about you, white person. You know what I mean? Like, that's the other thing I think is like these people get mad because somebody says something and then and then they're just like, they're so fucking mad about it. It's like, I mean, they're not even fucking talking about you, dude. Guy that like when people talk about rich people not paying their fair share and some guy that makes like six hundred thousand dollars a year is like, uh, what do you mean? I worked hard. It's like we're not fucking talking about you. Don't flatter yourself, motherfucker. We're talking about people like it's ten levels like, above you. <laughs> it's also that thing I had to keep telling my dad until I finally got through school and he finally shut the fuck up about it for the most part, which is like you know, they're, they're always like, well, that's not me, you know, because we'll, we'll talk about this group of people and we'll say bad things about them. And they'll be like, well, I'm in that group, but that's not me. And it's like, then we're not fucking talking. Then why does it bother you? If that's not you, you, then it's help? not you. If someone's in a public place calling out these people that are being a problem and I'm not one of those people, then I fucking ignore it. Just ignore it. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, it's just not every, uh, well, and you know, when, when it comes, I, I hate to use words like this because people will goof on me, but like, you know, we're so, we're so used to like centering ourselves in any kind of discourse for, for, especially for, you know, white men, uh, uh, that I, I just think that that's the reason why the skin is so thin when it comes to that stuff. Cause we just feel like we're the center of everything. It's, it's all, it, the whole thing's about us. And for a long time, it, that's what it was. That's what like society was. So I think that's yeah. like the main reason that, that they always think somebody's yelling about them when, you know, we, I, I, uh, if you're not a problem, then they're not talking about you. <laughs> yeah. That's if the best really answer I can give. Then stop caring. Yeah. Fucking worry about it. Go do something else. Quit arguing with everybody. Well, Bear, I got more calls in now, so I got to get those so that I can get to bed on time so I can do 87 podcasts tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm going to go get really high and drink eggnog and watch Christmas Vacation. Ooh, okay. Well, enjoy that. I hope you I hope you enjoy it. I'll talk to you next week, Bear. One more week. One more fucking week before my vacation. Hell yeah. See you next week, man. I will. One more. One more week. Hello there. You're talking to Brian. What you doing? Hey Brian. Oh, chill. Hey, hey. You know, Sunday night. Sunday night, uh trying to you know, steal myself up for, for the week. Um, big, Me big, too. boring, dull week. Ahead of me. So, yeah. This is a bad week though, right? Like, like, uh, uh, so close to time off for a lot of people. <laughs> it's I, just like, uh, yeah, it's been bad. It's just been like, just limping to the barn, you know? Yeah, I am too. I did. Um, so I started, I actually looked this up for people to hear me whine a little bit. I think, you know, some of the people waiting on hold heard, heard me whining about it earlier, but, uh, when I finished Shocktober this year, uh, I counted how many shows I would have to record in order to take a month off and, and, and give the same amount of content, a hundred percent new content the whole time. Cause you know, I wasn't going to do it if I couldn't do that. And, you know, we kind of, we did some tricks last year or whatever, and, and, uh, it worked, but I, I just, I, I wanted to see if I could figure it out. So that day I figured out I need 14 extra podcasts. Uh, and yeah. I have a spreadsheet. There were a couple days last week where I did 15, what did I do? Eight hours of podcasts in 15 hours. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But these shows are great. I think, I think, I think it's going to be all worth it in the end because every one of these shows, most, I don't know every one. It's been a long time since I did them, but I do know that all the shows I've done have been fucking really fun. They are, are, are uh, specific to the time that they're happening, most of them. Uh, and, you know, Dan Cook. You get to hear me talk about Dan Cook for a month. How could you not want Hell that? yeah. So, yeah uh, I'm sorry. Good shot. That's that, that, that. Gutshot's uh, uh, I had to do Gutshot. The thing about Gutshot was that it was an idea so that I didn't have to watch anything other than live on the show. So I'm glad you're liking Gutshot because uh, I'm having it's a lot of fun, fun doing it. Yeah, you know, I I thought that like 
like I, I saw when Greg Guffield was first getting his show on the air, like and, and everybody was sharing like the first episode he did and it was so bad and he was bombing so constantly and I just assumed that it had been cancelled. And now I'm finding out that like he's just been doing it this whole time and, 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 and the the show's like you're saying like the most um watched technically like the highest rated show on TV. It's just like Really? Yeah, with some number <laughs> tricks with with a few numbers tricks. I think you're gonna find out this week. Uh, oh no, no, you found out this week that I had I talked to some of my wrestling friends and asked them to look into the ratings, and uh, that's just tricks. He's just doing tricks. You know, he's not competing in the same area as Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, any of those guys. He's he's not. That's not the demos he's going for. So it's just him. It's bluster. Plus, he has a 35-minute head start on the ratings and all that stuff. So he's full of shit. And also, people leave their fucking TV on Fox all day. They're they're just, there's fucking, and, and you know, you, you're, you're going to feel real bad when you hear somebody say this. But there's people that just wake up and turn that shit on and don't turn it off. Oh no, yeah. Like some of my so a few of my friends, like their folks like are big like Fox News heads and, and like they just they, they get home from work at the end of the day and just sit in front of the T V and get freaking angry, like like on purpose. Like like they'll just sit there <laughs> and, and just get serious. Like well, watching this stuff, getting mad about nothing. It's crazy. You know what I think goes on with some of those people is that they feel like they're like sort of sharpening their swords against who they perceive to be the people that are watching CNN all day. And they're like, just like, I know all them liberals and leftists are sitting at home watching CNN and I got to sharpen my sword to deal with these people. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because I like, the folks that I know of that do that, they don't like leave their house. So like, so, so yeah, they're probably doing that, but also just like building up their army to not fight. <laughs> and yeah, sharpening yeah. their swords I, I, to, I, to not go out. And... Let me answer a question here in a chat. Uh, JJ Sanders says, when does now we're cooking drop? Uh, you got this week, gut shot with uh, Jesse Hawkin. Next week is the special Christmas present gut shot where I did an episode with that. The panel was Mike Rowe, Tyrus, Cat Timph, and uh, John Taffer. And then uh, the week after that will be the first episode of gut shot, which I think is going to be vicious circle will be the first one. So we, we will be, you know, kind of starting at the peak. And then today I just watched isolated incident from 2009 and it is really I shouldn't even say what I think of it because I'm going to do a podcast where I say that. But yeah, it's a different one. It's strange. So, sorry, I keep hijacking your call. What's going on tonight? Oh, good. Um, I, well, I'm a I'm a tech worker. I was I was wondering if you want to hear about some like funny shit that goes on in like corporate America. Um, mm-hmm. It was goofy out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you? Uh, um, uh, tech support or with like internal tech support is that what you do i'm a data analyst um actually i work in seo right now uh you're lucky though because um, i was gonna tell you that if you do the internal and i'm sure there's a hundred people listening to this show right now they're gonna get super mad at me but i really think in corporate america 
uh, the most hated people are the tech people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I mean, because we're like, the. I, I mean, some of, we're not doing the really bad shit or, or a lot of the time it's it's usually people above us like to, to oh, yeah. decide what bad shit to do and they just kind of we're just kind of foot soldiers for them well um, and i gotta tell you and i don't you've you're not in this field but uh the the tech support workers at a uh, uh at a company that that if your computer fucks up they got to come and fix it there's some of the meanest people in the world. I, oh, I really, I cannot think of, um, I cannot think of a more surly bunch of people. I, I've had, I've had, I've had to have good experiences with them. At least like uh, I was working at a bigger company before we had a big like tech support team. Um, they, they were, they were good folks and, and they, they were um, gen generally pleasant to be around, but they did their job. We know the bad guy. Hard, like, the bad guys are the executives. We know that. I'm just saying that like oh, yeah. people that aren't like sort of radicalized or whatever are definitely, if you said who, what department do you hate the most at work? Cause I, you know, my wife, oh, I get your meaning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my <laughs> wife is not fond of them. at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't do that side of it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on the analytics side, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, um, I, 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 I've definitely heard, heard my share of, um, people haven't having issues with, with, with tech support. Uh, it hasn't been my experience yet, but you know, that's how it goes. One day. Well, hopefully it doesn't. So, uh, we got a few minutes here. Uh, give me the best story here. I would love to hear something here. Give me your number uh, one. Uh -huh idea the best one um i mean it, it, it's more just um i i don't usually have like the really funny stories it's usually my friends who like really looked into like the three hour a day jobs like where, where oh. like just nobody's got their head on straight like they got they got the really funny stories um i don't think i, I have my permission to share those though um, what's a three hour like I mean, like I'm, the I'm, people that the people that are work from home that only have three hours of work yeah. a day yeah, yeah. Some some of my friends like are like really only a couple. I just got to get really lucky. But some of my friends have like those kind of jobs. Um, it, it's it's re it really depends on like how good your company is at time time tracking. Um, I I, yeah. I I don't have that arrangement. But yeah, some some of my, some of my friends like it, so just like imagine the kind of company like where like you're only working three hours a day and like wh who your boss is and like what kind of like nonsense um so yeah my my day my day to day is like not that funny it's more just kind of like sad um because like <laughs> I, I said before i'm in i'm in i'm in search engine optimization um i, I mean i i've noticed that like people are starting to like more and more notice how like um search engines are just like really bad and um that's kind of like the industry i work in like that that's our fault um so so um yeah it, are it's you just, like is this I, yeah, I, hey, I, I was going to ask if you were in Silicon Valley, but I, I, that would probably reveal too much, or I don't want you to have to answer that. But I, I do want to say, uh, do you look at the blind app by any chance? 
Uh, blind. Uh, well, I, I'm not in Silicon Valley. I I I, I work remotely, but not in Silicon. I, I stay as far away from there as I as I possibly can. Um, so there is. Well, we don't. There is. Now. So there's an app called Blind. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like LinkedIn in a way. Uh, the it's like a, but it's all anonymous. So it's people. Oh. It's tech people mostly you don't see a lot of other people it's it's like people that work at amazon people that work at google people that work like at all of those sorts of places and they're talking about their work and like you know i would have believed that they were all like living a a a weird kind of good life but these are some of the most miserable these people are more miserable than the roofers (laughs) when i was roofing and like yeah it's also just a weird yeah that blind app is crazy i mean yeah that blind app is fucking weird uh, but and and like it's freaky right now because like you worry about like what kind of precedent it's setting with like you know elon musk like kind of like Getting, getting a leg up in tech and trying to bring like it seems like like tesla type work conditions like into like yeah. twitter and and all the bosses that i've ever had are like big time like they love elon musk so 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 yeah. like um we're just always worried about like are they taking notes are they gonna um it it, 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 it freaks us all out um but um at least, uh, I mean, it does look like people are starting to organize more and more in, in the industry. So, um, so that's, that's great. positive. But yeah, well, hey, just, um, you know. I got to get the rest of the calls here. I appreciate because I had some people call in uh, while you were waiting. But I want to thank you for calling. And yeah, thanks for hanging out, bud. Appreciate you hey, you. no, thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> It's a nighttime city in a bing bang bong. Wait a wait a minute! I just saw something in the chat that I gotta. Security is truly the rolling the boulder up the hill forever, though. Okay, uh, you've pretty much volunteered to be a shit magnet for all kinds of inane dysfunction. Uh, Hardy's T eight hundred. Are you talking about being in the security department at work? Because or tech security? Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I really fucking hated the security guys. Uh, so I guess I have to say security guys. Well, the CEO, the executives, the security guys are the tech support guys and the security guys. That's how it goes at, at the cable company. It was called like the head end was the big time technical area. Uh, only like four people worked in there. And uh, they were the meanest people in the world. And if you ever ask them to do anything, they fucking hate you. So they would just be so mean. But yeah, let's get this next call. Well, hello. You're talking to Brian. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? It's Alex from Florida. What's up, Alex from Florida? How's it going? Hey, it's good. It's good. I've been listening a long time. Been a patron for a couple years. Uh, I thought I'd call first time calling. Um, I actually like keep like a running list of like funny stuff. I think that I could maybe say on the show, but uh, but I thought I'd keep it current. Say something kind of like funny that happened today. Go for it. All right. Yeah. No. Um. 
so I have this like pretty old van going on a family vacation, driving up to uh, North Carolina next week. And uh, the last time I, I went on, I had a car or a tire explode on I-75 going like 90 miles an hour with like uh, me and my fiance, our kids in the car. So it kind of put a little bit of a damper um, on the trip initially. But uh, so I wanted to get like an oil change and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wanted to get an oil change, you know, just to make sure the car's in good shape. I got like wipers and stuff. And uh, so I, you know, give my keys to the lady and then I go, go shopping for a little while. And I come back and I'm like, oh, this is like, um, like $15 more than, than the charge. Like what's, what's that extra charge? Just like super friendly because, you know, I've been in customer service like my whole life too. And, uh, and the lady's like, oh, well, I told you when, when you dropped off the keys, like you need like a special fancy filter for your car. And, you know, there's these other little charges, you need a little extra oil. And I specifically told you, like, this is going to be an expensive filter, like on here. And I was going to drop it, Brian, but she said it two times. So I told her, I was like, okay, yeah, I understand it's a different filter, but you were not the person who helped me. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that is i think they're trained i think they're you know at the at the at the oil change place uh i mean they're they're trained to try to because i I don't think that's a oil change place isn't like a specialized thing right like i could go get a job at the oil change place right like tomorrow i obviously you know it's it's not like it's bullshit work but i'm saying that they hire people that don't have like mechanic experience and stuff like that right yeah i mean well this is like um it's like at a walmart like by my house so um you know it's just um, like a couple like just a you know revolving board door of clerks just coming through like you know helping people as they come up yeah so I mean, people love getting their people love getting their oil changed at Walmart, and they're always telling me I should do that. Uh, but it also sort of feels like they say it's cheap, but it also is like uh, uh, it takes a long time. And what I'm a fan of is the places. It's Valvoline is the one I go to because they have Groupons. You go to Groupon. <laughs> You get a Valvoline coupon, you go to the Valvoline, you just sit in your car while they do it, and then boom, you're out. It's a 15-minute thing. You can sit in there and look at your phone, and it's really nice. And uh, uh, that's what I would do if I was getting my oil changed. But I hope your truck... Yeah, I, I thought you said you saw... I was going to tell you, because I thought you said you saw a truck explode on the road on the way to vacation. And I, I you... Obviously, we're listening when oh, no. probably when I had my Kia Soul vacation <laughs> that was hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you but didn't no, I want thought, that shit happening. I thought you were saying something about tires like not too long ago, too. Yeah, I got to put tires like, on the fucking car. Tires too. Or you changed them or you were like putting it off or something. I don't remember. Something with tires. But, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I just exploded, plugged Like going one. 90 miles an hour down the interstate. Very scary Jesus. with like kids in the car. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I remember one yeah. time I was but, driving uh, out of town to go to DC. I think me and the wife and the kid were going to DC, and uh, we're we're driving. We look over on the other side of the road, and there is like a Winnebago camper 
that the whole fucking side of it was taken off. Like a truck must have oh, fucking shit. just ran right into it. And like, I was just looking at it like, what the fuck do you even do? Like it, it looked fucking crazy <laughs> to me. And it was like, oh, I'm glad I don't drive a big vehicle, I guess. <laughs> and then continued yeah. on the old trip. Yeah, goddamn. Well, yeah, I well, want to thank um, you for I know calling. You got a bunch of calls. I thought I'd give that like silly little like anecdote that happened today. But um, I did want to. Could I plug something real quick? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'll be real quick. Um, uh, yeah, I I wrote a book that was like um published. It's little like publishing house. It's like a kids book. Uh, it's an ABC book of animal misconceptions. Just um, you know, I did all the artwork for it and the text. Uh, looks really good. Uh, I actually sent one to you guys um for um charlotte but it got returned sent to me so i don't know what's up with the p.o boxes and stuff i uh that's something that yeah it's something i'll handle at some point but yeah uh you know if if you message me and i can get stuff to charlotte uh if you get a hold of me I, i i've been just letting people i'm basically saying you can give them my address and let them send stuff to me, which is, uh, uh, right, probably yeah, not I mean, I the hardest thing, but it's called Bats Aren't Birds, an ABC book of animal misconceptions. Uh, it came out really nice. Uh, it works with like an independent publisher here in Florida. And, um, yeah, it's a perfect gift. If you want to get it to, to like a little kid, who, you know, you got to get them something, you know, but yeah, I nice. got All right. last week. Someone called about those dish towels and I actually bought a pack for my fiance. And she she El didn't Hanko. mean to pee, but she found them. She thought she said she liked them. She said they're beautiful. So nice, you know, nice. Yeah. Too, so all right. Yeah. Well, well, thanks um, for calling. Well, yeah. Have a great night, Brian. It's great talking to you. You too, man. All right. Thanks. You know what's funny is uh, I ordered. I've been complaining a lot lately about, and I'm going to get this last call here, but I've been complaining a lot lately about the way that companies mail stuff to you in the Christmas season because they send you something with the fucking name of the company on the fucking box. And it's like, well, you know, you just fucking ruin it. You can't just not advertise for, you know, a few months to people who have already bought something from you. Uh, but you know, I just, then I ordered something off of Amazon and I'm really hoping they just send it in a big blank box. Cause it'll be very obvious if, uh, they don't. All right, last call. Hello, last caller. What's up? Hey, Brian. Uh, this is uh, Doug uh, out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, originally from Ohio, but uh, love the show. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, man. I, we've chatted before a couple times over some stuff, but uh, I just wanted to say this is a quick call. I just want to tell you uh, just thank you and uh uh, hope you enjoy your vacation. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I just really want to uh, tell you how much like I appreciate the show and how much stuff you help us through. I, I, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure a bunch of other people uh, have the same sentiment. And I hope you really uh, know that you're really appreciated. And I don't know. I just want to don't you know. I appreciate that. You're appreciated is what I say. And uh, again, I will be here next week. One more show. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you all, 
here's what I, I, I want to say because the call-in show is not going to be back until I think it's January 22nd is the first one oh, yeah. that I come back with. But like, let me just run through here real quick because I, I I really want people to to know that like I didn't just do a bunch of street fights, uh, uh, like with just like I've been doing the Wednesday show right with like a guest and then the call-in show. What I did was on, on the show that comes out Mondays, it is a crossover show with another podcast. Like, so, uh, the first one's minion death cult. We're talking about like right wing Christmas stuff. The second one is, uh, blink one fifty five. We talk about, or maybe that's the third one, but blink one fifty five. We're going to talk about, we talked about, uh, David Draymond and, uh, Fuck David Draymond and I think Aaron, maybe Aaron Lewis. I don't know. It was mostly about David Draymond. So, oh, Sully from Godsmack. Talk about Sully from Godsmack. And then the next week you will get Brigham Young Money. Um, they are a podcast out of Utah. They're very funny and they've had me on their show. And uh, we're going to talk about Studio C, which is the Mormon Saturday Night Live. Uh, and you know mormon stuff mainly mormon stuff and then you will get blocked oh you get blocked party on christmas uh it's me john and stefan watching a thing called christmas in america that is truly crazy and you will get the video of that uh and i highly i mean you get the audio and video i just can't recommend the video will be on patreon i can't recommend it enough please watch it and then uh uh yeah, and then YKS will be doing one with me. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about uh, my streaming services, I believe. So it's a bunch of really cool fucking crossover stuff. I'm, I'm like looking at the board to see if I've done other ones. I can't remember, but I've done, I did a lot. And then the, the other show is going to be the other side, you know. Uh, uh, totally. The other, the other show is going to be uh, just like the other show, Hal Dottie. Uh, fuck, it's so hard to remember all the people. And then on the Patreon, Now We're Cooking. So you guys are going to get to hear Now We're Cooking. It's mostly in the can already. And uh, I have a feeling people are going to like that because I don't know a lot of people that weren't dang cook fans, probably specifically in this audience. <laughs> Oh yeah, big 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 Dane Cookhead. Uh, yeah, eighth eighth grade. Uh, I remember listening to him every day on the school bus. Uh, just headphones in, first uh, MP3 player downloaded, all his specials. Uh, just real big time scumbag. Yeah, just just early early oh, he's day got scumbag. A, yeah, dude, he's got like a really dark aura, is what I said. It's hard oh, for me to just, just horrible. Talk. Yeah, I I can't recommend this enough. You have to, if, if you think he's a fun, loving, optimistic guy, you have to watch Torgasm. Like, if you watch Torgasm, you will be like, holy my... fuck. Yeah, he definitely shaped some of my, like, first darkest, just, like, I don't know. Just, like, he, he definitely shaped me as a person. Just, I don't know why. Just in an eighth grade, very formidable, uh, just just maybe maybe into a little bit more of a degenerate than i ever would have been but uh yeah, yeah. dane felt pretty pretty terrible and i can't wait to listen because that's gonna uh, fuck me up 
<laughs> I watched Isolated Incident today. And, uh, you know, I counted how many times he said this, and I believe it was five. He talks about his big giant cock in those words. Oh, my big, like a comedian is, I've never heard anything like it other than man cow when he says he has a huge, yeah. but it's just nuts. It's like, you're, well, that's at least I believable. Thought, it's man cow. <laughs> he's got a huge dick. We all know that. <laughs> he's been saying it. And, uh, I might go get to see him soon in oh, February. Awesome. Be, I'm thinking that, about going out rad. to, I'm thinking about going out. I want to go out to LA and, and with the wife and then go to Joshua tree, but I want to go to LA when I can Perfect. go see. Yeah. I want to go to LA when I can go to this convention where man cow and Tom Arnold are doing a, a, a panel, which I think, oh, you know, that'll be a horrific. That'll be a horrific time. Um, but yeah, Joshua Tree, definitely do that. I did that about two years ago, right before I moved to Phoenix. I did like a little trip out to uh, Joshua Tree. You and the fam will love it. I know you're not a big fan of Airbnbs, but I think you're going to have to like, yeah, I do love that. I, I, it's not, it's, they're not super it's really expensive not bad, there. Yeah, it's not no, super it's expensive super nice. there. It's a good trip. Yeah, super tri- super cheap trip. Like, uh, like as long as you're not driving uh, too too much, obviously. But like, I, it was one of the best trips I've ever had in my entire life. You'll absolutely love. It. Yeah, it's so. so yeah, cheap. I'm amped. I'm amped to fucking try this yeah, uh, to get out. And if I don't get out there now, I'll get out there later. I I think. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> winners and losers says got COVID from man cow would be in a unique <laughs> grave marker. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, that'll if be uh, f- yeah, that'll be pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if if, if oh no, okay. So Crust Monk asked, isolated incident is done at the Laugh Factory in two thousand nine. Uh, it's it's a later special, and it's in front oh. of four hundred people. But the first show me and John covered, we covered uh, Vicious Circle, which is the one that's in the round, which is. Oh, it's yeah. fucking nutty to me to even do a comedy show. It's it was just such a stupid concept on top of like I mean, you know, you'll have to wait to hear what I thought about it, but every episode ends with me saying to the guests, "So are we cooking?" And uh <laughs> out of <laughs> the four we did, we were only cooking once so far. <laughs> and then we got one tomorrow and I cannot fucking imagine we're cooking. <laughs> Because I watch it, we are not. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be fun. You you'll you'll hear that stuff, and and it's a fun show. I think you I think y'all will like what I've been able to put together. Uh, I really worked hard to make sure that you were getting a hundred percent new, uh, uh, full amount of content. Because if I didn't, I would feel bad about taking a month off. No, it's much appreciated, I man. You deserve do. it. You deserve a lot actually more than that. Still, but yeah. I actually still do feel bad about taking a month off, but what are you gonna do? I can do Don't. other stuff. Do not. Yeah. Do not. You take you deserve a lot more off. But yeah. yeah well, thanks, thank you. Thank you for it. calling and being nice to me. Uh I am going to yeah, now right, go to bed. Have a good night. Yeah. Good night. Yep. Peace. So yeah. I'll be back here next fucking week. This week on Street Fight Borg Posting, Aaron from uh, the Trillbillies, I believe. You know, uh, don't don't quote me on that because who knows really 
But, uh, you know, Yell Stomp Hiss comes out, I think, Monday. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think that if you like this show, you will really like that documentary. It's, it's very fun, you, you know. Uh, and again, I just want to say, like, that show does not happen without Brett. And, uh, you know, I, I, I very much appreciate the work he put in making that tour happen and he did a lot of fucking work and uh i don't want people to forget how hard he worked and uh how much fun we had and uh i don't know i just want to say that on the show so that 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 people understand that like uh it's just very important for me to let people know like he he put that tour together and uh you know i still love the guy so i just want to say that at the end of the show uh i want everybody to have a really peachy keen fucking night and uh i want to talk to you all uh next sunday before i hit the fucking road i'm not hitting the road i'm just sitting at home but i'm not having to talk so uh good night everybody have a good evening <laughs>